Fellowship Church. Let's Talk is designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. There's a well-known expression that says that hindsight is 2020. In other words, looking backwards, our vision somehow clears up and we're able to see with new eyes and hopefully learn from our past experiences. I was thinking about that expression recently as I finished reading the section of the Old Testament where the kingdom of Israel divided and then experienced a series of painful events that eventually led to their exile in Babylon. In hindsight, we find that there are lots of important lessons to be learned from these events. I was struck by this fact right from the start while reading about the life of Rehoboam, who became the first king in the divided kingdom after the death of his father, Solomon. That fact alone reveals that Rehoboam was a man with uncommon privileges, coming from the family of David and living at a time when he would have seen the powerful blessing of God as the temple in Jerusalem was completed. In chapters 10 through 12 of 2 Chronicles, we learn some of the details of Rehoboam's reign. But in chapter 12, we read some of the saddest verses imaginable. Chapter 12 begins with this verse. When the rule of Rehoboam was established and he was strong, he abandoned the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. And then these concluding verses that summarize his reign. So King Rehoboam grew strong in Jerusalem and reigned. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city that the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonite, and he did evil, for he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. In hindsight, these verses are a powerful warning. The text says that Rehoboam abandoned the law of the Lord and did evil, for he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. What an important detail, intentionally included in the passage, that we dare not overlook as we use hindsight to consider the lessons God wants us to learn from this sad example. As we examine these verses, perhaps one of the biggest lessons is best expressed in the words of Bible teacher Paige Brown, who says, It's about the heart. It was what was in, or actually was not, in Rehoboam's heart that was the cause of the trouble. Even more specifically, it was where Rehoboam chose not to set his heart that was the root of the problem. It's about the heart. One translation uses the word resolve to express that Rehoboam resolved in his heart to not seek God, a choice that made an impact on many lives besides his own for years to follow. Even though only Rehoboam could have known what was going on in his own heart, the result of a heart that did not seek God or take his loss seriously was impossible to hide. In fact, Far from being private, the results became obvious and on full display for an entire nation of people to see and then follow. In hindsight, we know the results were disastrous and far-reaching. Beware the lie that you're the only one impacted by what you allow or don't allow into your heart. Those things that we think are just our little secret make a much bigger impact than we realize. 
God's word confirms this with this warning from Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Remember, it's about the heart. The things we think about, the attitude and motivation that drives the choices we make every day. That leads to another important lesson from the life of Rehoboam. In order to set one's heart to seek God, it's not enough just to guard the heart. We must actually seek God in the process. So the question to consider is, how do we guard our hearts so that we're actively and intentionally seeking God? How do we keep this from becoming just a bunch of arbitrary rules or resolutions that ultimately result in disappointment? Let's begin by remembering the goal. The object is to set your heart to seek God. Consider the fact that there's strength in remembering that our goal is to actually seek God because He is worthy to be sought. Secondly, ask for God's help to keep your heart prepared to seek Him and follow His ways. I have to wonder how different things might have been if Rehoboam had had the humility to ask for God's help. Another important lesson is simply not to stop, but to realize this heart set on seeking God is meant to be a lifelong pursuit. Remember the description of Rehoboam from the first verse of chapter 12? It was when everything seemed to be going well, after Rehoboam was strong and established, that he abandoned the law of God. We need to remember those words when things are going smoothly and we're tempted to neglect our hearts and become like Rehoboam, who was blinded by a temporary victory and made the disastrous choice to not take God seriously. So hindsight. It can be our friend if we take the time to consider the important lessons God has for us to learn and then follow through, setting our hearts to seek the Lord. As Hebrews 11.6 reminds us, He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. When we approach God with an honest hunger to know Him, and as our only worthy pursuit, He'll be faithful to make Himself known. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you don't leave us alone. You don't leave us without warnings and lessons from the past that help help us today. Thank you for including these important examples in your Word that continue to speak to us all these years later. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Remember, come what may, set your heart to seek the Lord.